I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's coming up, Simpsons. And I forgot our name. <laughs> I was trying to say podcast, that's why. All right, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> we should keep that. And one, two. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. Simpsons. episode is brought to you by the Gulp and Blow. We have a lot of sponsors this week. I'm very excited. We're Ooh. brought to you by Gulp and Blow. We're brought to you also by Channel Ocho, mm. Peephole Magazine, uh-huh. believe if I got that right. And of course, how could I forget, we're brought to you by Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> I love this episode. Oh my God, it's one of the all-time greats. Mm-hmm. We're of course talking about the episode Krusty Gets Cancelled. It is the 22nd and final episode of The Simpsons' fourth season. It originally aired on May 13th, 1993. It was written by John Swartzwelder. The showrunners at the time were Al Jean and Mike Rice. And it was directed by (gasps) our guest today, David Silverman. Hello, everybody. I'm David Silverman. Hi. As advertised. (laughs) You just walked into the studio just now and you said those words. Uh, Yes, I did. (laughs) So many stares. We we made you work for it. Yeah. Uh, So uh, fans of the podcast will remember that we were lucky enough to have you uh, when we talked about uh, Homer's Triple Bypass when we did our uh, special podcast live show. Yeah, the Um, LA Podcast Festival. Yeah, we, uh, we didn't get to have you there in person, but you still ended up making a splash because uh, you kind of walked us through how you came up with all the decisions to to animate oh, yeah. it in the way you did and it was really amazing. That worked well. Yes, I was traveling with my band Vaud and the Villains and I was in Pennsylvania and I found a quiet spot to uh, describe what uh, apparently you were able to visually uh, augment. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, good for you guys. It was a lot of fun. It was great. But I have to say, even better in the flush. Yeah. This is more fun. Yeah. Well, actually, Sorry that's Allie's it. opinion. I'm a little <laughs> mixed on. We'll see how this you can't, podcast you goes. Can't, yeah, you, you can't please everybody. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. It's <laughs> an uphill battle yeah. for you, my yeah. friend. You just look in that direction, you should be fine. <laughs> I'm right. just going to not <laughs> face you the entire Much time, but better. also be off see? <laughs> That's what people do once they get to know me, yes. But David, we're so excited to have you thank you so much for being on the show my pleasure uh, so what made you choose this episode of all episodes um, it was a fun episode to do it had a lot of very interesting um, challenges and things that had to be done that actually became quite uh, popular I think in the whole uh, uh, you know the whole uh, Simpsons uh, fan base. Uh, there are many shows I could choose, and uh, there was I was even thinking of choosing uh, Halloween uh, number um, was it thirteen that Homer cloning himself, and that has some th- things in. We can mention it if we like. We run out of things to say about this <laughs> no, one. We're only talking about Krusty. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was uh, so so. I, I did enjoy doing this. It was a lot of fun to do. A lot of work uh, went into this to make it happen back in those days. Uh, I look at it now and say, well, we could probably do this much easier now with uh, digital painting and so forth. Mm-hmm. But back then we had, you know, we had crude sticks and uh, we had to, you know, cut into stone with a chisel and that's how we animated back then. Mm-hmm. So, Do you do you look back on the, the, I mean, when you're talking about like, you know, the differences between doing it now and doing it then, mm-hmm. um, obviously there's nostalgia that goes into the past, sure. but is there also any kind of uh, like a deeper love or a preference just because that's how you, how you guys did it at the beginning? 
I think so, yes. There's some appreciation of that. And we're still we're in the phase of we're making it up as we go along sort mm-hmm. of uh, attitude. And we're trying things out. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was exciting, challenging, and, and ultimately fun to do. Uh, and, yeah, I look at it and say, oh, yeah, we spent up all night doing that, trying to figure <laughs> this one out. So, But mm-hmm. it was, you know, we're just having – we were really into it. And, it, by the way, I think uh, maybe one or, or two guests have made mention in those early days, we were working so dogmatically on this that we weren't really paying attention. So, oh, you know, this show's really popular. Oh, really? Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> I got a lot of work to do. I think that's actually I, – I don't know. That's my personal preference of working on a thing. You don't want to be, you know, like working to service the fans in a way that having like have it affect you and how you approach your work I think that to some degree it's good that you kind of are like just hyper focused on it and you know making yourselves laugh instead of trying to appease somebody else that's quite true uh, it was though very interesting there was one point I forget exactly when it might have been in the third season or uh, and I, a friend of mine was from out of town from New York and we had gone to a bar that I knew that they ran the show I hadn't really had been there myself and sitting there with him and watching everybody laugh with an like seeing an audience laugh that was really a big eye opener and i said yeah. oh okay this show is really working oh that's awesome <laughs> that's so great <laughs> yeah i love what that experience but yeah. i i do like that you distinguish that you guys aren't just high-fiving each other the whole time you are actually putting the work in and it shows this episode mm-hmm. is so amazingly directed and there's so oh, many thanks. there's so many moments where i mean if you're pausing it, you just see all the different, uh, some of the frames that go into each tiny little micro movement, and you realize like this is so much of the joke. Like so much of it is that Krusty's eyes are in different directions right, right. now for a split yeah. second. Um, so uh, if it's okay, we're just going to go through kind of sure. all the beats of the episode, uh, starting with that hot, hot Wikipedia uh, entry. Oh yes, <laughs> we always like to for people that haven't watched the episode in a while, we summarize it, um, and we bow down to Wikipedia. We bow down. <laughs> to our, uh, our master and our, savior. Yeah, I was going to say uh, our internet master, internet overlord. That's what yeah. I, was, I, I was, one. I was. We were all going down that same path. Mm-hmm. Um, in the episode, a new show featuring a puppet named Gabo premieres in Springfield and competes with Krusty the Clown's show. Krusty's show is soon canceled, and Bart Simpson decides to help Krusty get back on the air by staging a comeback special. Beautiful. There it nicely, is. Nicely, nicely put. Well, well thanks for not. listening, everybody. <laughs> now we're done. Oh. Well, before we get too deep into the episode, and we don't have to spend a ton of time on this um, question, sure. but I don't think a ton of people know exactly what goes into being an animation director. So, could you maybe oh, like summarize it a little bit for what you do? Well, certainly. I mean, a lot of it. Um, the main difference, I would say, from directing uh, animation and directing, uh, you know, live action, as we put it, is that you're directing your animators as your performers. Mm-hmm. So you have to express to them what you want to see in the shot, basically. You know, how is Homer or whoever going to interact with each other? What is the blocking? What is the emotion? And what are they doing? And how are they performing? And how are you achieving this performance? And so on. Because you have to absolutely, you know, it has to be consistent from shot to shot mm-hmm. and from sequence to sequence. It has to have an overall... Um, uh, you know, visual uh, effect, and uh, it has to, it has to, it has to flow all together. And so, yeah. So at the beginning, the the other thing to do is uh, the main thing that's very different is you storyboard everything in live action. More and more over the decades, they will storyboard the heck out of action scenes and fight scenes because, well, certainly anything that has special effects, they have to really storyboard it because that's money. But they do not usually board out, let's say, a conversational sequence, or maybe they thumbnail a little bit. But most directors. Would not 
in animation, you board out everything and everything, because basically animation is one big, long special effect. <laughs> Every shot is a special effect shot, because nothing actually exists. You know, some people get very excited visiting the Simpsons studio, and I think they may be disappointed, disappointed that Homer and Bart aren't running around. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's showbiz. So, uh, I think that's, that's sort of the main thing, but you, you sort of, like, you're making the same decisions. It's basically, directing is all about decision making. Where do you want the camera to be place. Now, we're drawing it, but the same approach. How do you want the shot to be? Is it a medium shot? Is this character close to the frame? They move out and they reveal this character. Um, is it a high angle shot? Is it a low angle shot? Is it a flat space shot? Is it a deep space shot? Um, all these decisions are being made. And then Excuse me. Well, what's what's the set going to look like if there's a new set, and what's this going to mm-hmm. look like, and so on? Um, all those decisions, you know. Yeah, and for this episode, you had to create a lot of brand new designs for Bette Midler and Elizabeth Taylor, right. and you know all these different um, you know new characters that were essentially one-offs. Right. It was one of the we we were just sort of we were started we from the beginning we were starting to do I'm sorry I should strike that from the first, second season we just started getting to the idea of doing caricatures of people we only did the one caricature of 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 uh, uh, Tony Bennett in the second season. Oh yeah, there was a good to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we actually had an ironclad rule. Okay, we're gonna have guest stars on it, but we're not gonna caricature them, and that uh-huh. lasted for about a season and a half. And then, <laughs> yeah. hey, it's Tony Bennett, and literally that was a line. And then, so we didn't caricature Dustin Hoffman as as, um, Ber- as Bergstrom. Uh, yeah, Mr. Bergstrom. It actually looked a little bit like Sam Simon, but. Mm. Um, but uh, by the third season, it's okay. We're, so we're going to start caricaturing to these people, mm-hmm. and then um, there was a baseball show, right? And that was like that was the big caricature. Was or was that the second season? I can't remember now. It was third season, wasn't it? The baseball show. Yeah. Um, is are you talking about Dancing Homer? Or no, 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 no. no oh, the, oh, the um, like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I think that was later. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it had to be had to be yeah. later. But it was, uh, but I, th- I believe it preceded this one. Sorry, folks, it's been a couple of decades. <laughs> Why does he know these things? Well, you know, a lot of. And for years. us, it's been five minutes since we've seen the Wikipedia page, and we still are not a hundred percent. This was it's a lot of episodes. You guys need to slow down, maybe. <laughs> well, we've only done a few more since then. Yeah, uh, we, we, but we wanted to do another episode that had like a big, like a guest cast, and that mm-hmm. was that was uh, that was one of the ideas behind it. Oh, he gets. Cancelled. He has a big comeback show. It was a la the um, the uh, the Elvis Presley comeback special. Yeah, which uh, you have to guys would have to look that up, and, you know, because <laughs> that's receding to history. Around uh, this time, there's a lot of Elvis references. Uh, yeah, uh, um, the I forget if if this is in the same season, but um, the episode where uh, Bart and Lisa start writing itchy and scratchy episodes um, under Abe right. Simpson's the moniker. Front, yes. Yeah. There's a lot of like, um, you know, references to Elvis Presley shooting his TV in their episode that they write for Itchy and Scratchy, which I love. That's funny. I don't mm-hmm. like this here program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, was that because there were so many stars in this episode? Was that part of the uh, mindset of why it, it was going to be the season finale? Possibly, although that may have been a later decision. I couldn't mm. really speak to that. I can't recall mm. that much. Uh, I was less involved in that those decisions and so forth. I was just too busy trying to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like we all are in this <laughs> life. Uh, there's a line up top that I think is going to be my new uh, Twitter bio, and if I'm ever single again, my uh, Tinder bio, which is where the sewage meets the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I love, so yeah, we, we, let's dive into the episode, because the way that it starts is so fun. Um, what could have been a potential sponsor if I had bolded it on my you know, notes did, when you, I You reached out, they didn't come in. I, they didn't, no. Um, and that's because they were washed ashore to see. It's the Springfield squares. I love uh, that you guys are constantly lampooning like very specific 70s game shows no, and TV was, shows. That was great fun and I really yeah. enjoyed doing that because uh, I sort of grew up with uh, watching the Hollywood squares. So that so was great. funny. It was really fun to They're do. They're on the beach. I was born in this square. I'm going to die in this square. And, you know, this like... Our Cliff Arquette, Charlie Weaver reference. Yeah. Which has also received. Look it up, everybody. You don't know what the heck <laughs> yeah, I'm talking nerds. about. <laughs> uh, there's also a great McBain movie title. Um, were you about to say it, Allie? Well, yeah, just because you said nerds, too, so it worked oh, out yeah. perfectly. <laughs> Take it away. No, I don't remember the name of it. I just know when he describes it. So you oh, do the title oh, oh, and I'll do the. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Teamwork. Uh, the, the McBain movie, Help, My Son is a Nerd. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I didn't get that right. Because <laughs> yeah. it's also the synopsis where he says, just like, oh, yeah, I find out that my you know son comes home from uh, you know college and then he's a nerd he's like oh I'm laughing already it's not, <laughs> not a, a comedy, comedy. <laughs> it's so funny I love I mean I'm sure I we've heard them talk about how fun like just rattling off like different Troy McClure movies were uh, what a great writing exercise but I imagine the same could be said of McBain uh, movies and you know around that time like Arnie was on the big screen and you know Stallone was still cranking stuff out and all of them were like you know these weird Mr. Mom type was Actually, uh, wasn't there, there was a Christopher Walken film called McBain. Was it really? But I think, really? But I I think that, that was some sort of coincidence. I don't know if it was before or after Amazing. or at the same time. Wow. I guess the name was floating around. Huh. Well, a lot of things were Mick around that time. MacGyver. <laughs> Mick yeah. <or> McRib. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this, actually, this actually reminds me of a, a story I heard about Terry Gilliam. <clears throat> when he first, uh, one of his first jobs or an early job he had in Hollywood was working in publicity. And he had to write some copy for a film called Madigan. So he wrote, once he was happy, now he's <laughs> I fucking love that. I think it got fired. I really like that story. That kind of anarchy is great. (laughs) That's like how my husband and I watch Stranger Things. (laughs) We're just like, wow, you know what? That was strange, but then it just got stranger. (laughs) We are mom and dad. (laughs) I love it. Um, Another moment before, you know, there are so many good moments in this scene, but I love Barry White and I love him saying just like, it's safe and it's sexy. Yeah. Oh, baby. (laughs) He's dead now. <laughs> well, that was that was great because we had recorded him for uh, a whacking day, and I think we just sort of tacked that one on with wow, the same really? recording session. That's so smart. Wow. Yes, yeah, yes. throw him a bit part. Who yeah. cares? It was great. It was great time. <laughs> and then, of course, they get washed away. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, so the Simpsons family, we widen out to show that they're watching this on their TV at home, and then uh, it gets interrupted by the advertisements for Gabo. Yes, mysterious Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. Yeah, and then Homer wisely says, you know, I think it's about some guy, some guy named Gabo. <laughs> uh, you know, which sort of sets the stage for this mystery. And then we have mm-hmm. a bunch of shots and different cuts away, cutaways to like, you know, mystery shit. What's, what's this about? Mm-hmm. You know, Reverend Lovejoy and Mr. Burns. Oh, I love the Reverend Lovejoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Just like, it's Gabo this and Gabo that. Never worship this or uh, yeah. Jer- Jericho that. Jericho that. <laughs> what's all this about, Gabo? <laughs> I also love Mr. Burns saying Garbo. It's, I don't know. 
know why it got me so much. <laughs> yeah. And poor Just Smithers. Uh, yes. <laughs> Do you have any He's insight mm-hmm. as to um, the origin story of Gabbo and why Gabbo was chosen to be the rival crusty show? Well, there was there was a old movie called The Great Gabbo. Which, uh, but Gabba was not the puppet, he was a ventriloquist. That was mm. the name of the ventriloquist. And I believe that's where they got the name and the thought and the idea being, well, you know, you have a, basically, essentially a very popular kitty show. Well, mm-hmm. here's a rival kitty show right. that threatens that popularity. And that was kind of the idea behind it. And that was where the, the name came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the design... Um, I was I was I was inspired by by you know because Brad Bird was on uh, as consultant visual consultant he worked really closely with us and he sort of helped me discover it it was sort of like it was a cross between it was kind of a howdy, howdy duty yeah. puppet and. Um, I don't know, just something annoying. I just wanted really, I grabbed that howdy duty aspect of it, but I wanted to make him just sort of look, come with kind of pinheaded. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was it. I ended up kind of designing the character pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, I would do more of that back in those days. I would design sort of special characters and things like that for the shows that I was directing. Uh, and yeah, that was sort of the idea behind it. But I remember that this is a, the thing that was I had to do is... Um, uh, it said, you know, Gabo in the promo, when Gabo finally announces himself and he shows up and says, this has to be the greatest show ever. You know, this <laughs> presentation has to mm-hmm. be the greatest. Said, okay, well, that's that's good. At least I had a, a, a snappy song for me to work with. So that, <laughs> yeah, that, really that song is so great. Let's play, let's play that song. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. It sounds a little like this. You gotta like me. You gotta love me. Because I can do most I can do the holly gully. I can imitate Vince Scully. Let's take time out from this triple play to talk about Farmer Dan's pure pork sausage. Mm-hmm. I'll give out shiny dimes. I'll travel back in time. You're gonna like him. You're gonna love him. Oh, I love that song. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on Songs in the Key of Springfield or Ghosts Sonic, one of those. Um, but just the way that it flows, too, when it goes into, um, you know, the Simpsons family and their commentary on Gabbo. And I also love that, like, that whole moment ends with, like, jets, like, <laughs> right, right. just, like, bursting out from the stage. Well, it was very interesting to do because, by the way, I was trying, I did a lot of... Uh, that some of that animation myself in terms of just roughing it out because I wanted to get that kind of puppety like he's on strings is sort of like a Pinocchio yeah. in fact there's a scene where he's spinning on one foot which is taken basically from Pinocchio I love that and then that was that was all st- stuff I just sort of inventing because there wasn't a lot there wasn't a lot saying what, what really happens yeah so, I was about to ask like the difference between what is given to you on script versus like what you have to kind of fill in the blanks for for those advanced sequences yeah the whole thing at the end where you're going to like him you're going to love him <laughs> it's the greatest show in town that wasn't real that was sort of left up as you know what to do so I had I had these sort of 
you know, blank eyed <laughs> juggling puppets. And I wanted that sort of that sort of like, you know, they're staring at you sort of yeah. almost creepy like, you know. And uh, but also then the idea was to have all these camera moves, you know, drifting in camera moves and uh, sort of fake multiplane camera moves. So you sort of would push in and rotate and move the uh, the the levels at a different rate so you get the sense like you're pushing into it and that sort of helped it become this sort of like oh this is a great big show because this happens and these characters and these characters and so on Mm -hmm. the the jets fly through so like the last movement was kind of a complex shot because you're following Gabo from here to here and then you're widening out uh, to reveal everything and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah it was it was fun yeah it was fun and they were very happy with it they said wow that was a great show (laughs) (laughs) I love the contrast between like the gruff yo gonna like him and like the blank like the toy like you know marching characters oh yeah it yeah. makes it creepier for me yeah creepier and fun so mm-hmm. uh it was it was it was a great it was very uh, very exhilarating to do and i'm glad it came out as well as it did yeah it, it is really um you know for for those like julia mentioned that maybe don't understand what goes into directing like you could really see it very well the difference between gabo's many camera movements and and crusty which is always just one camera straight on because right. it's a cheap set you can tell the difference um it's so funny but yeah gabo i remember watching this as a kid and and really hating gabo which i think is is the best i love the episode he looks so sinister exactly like mm -hmm. you know that's that's how you know it's well done when you like feel like really just like fuck this guy he's ruining crusty's thing you know because i was so invested what to do (laughs) (laughs) well part of it too is that we were never thinking well the puppet's not really alive or is it? I was going to ask. Because he's he pretty strengths. sentient. Yeah, he is kind of sentient. And it's that kind of that, that, so, that sort of... Or you, is it? It's, it's sort of <laughs> you Twilight Zone loving motherfuckers. Exactly. It's a complete Twilight Get Zone thing. Yeah. There were a lot of dummies in uh, in Twilight Zone. I know. An alarming yeah. amount of dummies. Like I feel like they go like, all right, what do we got? Sterling? Uh, let's go to the dummy well. Let's yeah. go to the dummy Satan again. or dummies. It's like on the writer's room wall. Like there's checks underneath <laughs> Satan and underneath dummies. We also have these weird war episodes <laughs> Oh, I guess if they, we need filler. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick second to think about our favorite Twilight Zone episodes and take a break, and we'll see you in just a minute. Hey, we're back. Hey! I sure did love talking about the Twilight Zone. Mm. Uh, I always love talking about the Twilight Zone. We mm. should make this a Twilight Zone podcast sometime. I mean, mm. there, there's, there's no shortage of them, but I wouldn't yeah. mind. I feel like, Allie, like every other week we are like, that should be also our <laughs> podcast. Like we're the kind of people that we're just like we know we're both busy and yet we don't have enough work. Oh, I need more work. <laughs> uh, so Gabo, uh, we are back to Gabo. Where did we leave off? Twilight Zone before that? Oh, we I think... just finished the greatest show in town. Oh, of course. And I'm a bad whittle boy. I love that. I love that Bart is like very aware of like how good the show is, even though he hates it. And I love Bart's loyal. Like he's just such a loyal fan of Krusty. Yeah. It's very sweet to me. I know. Um, I also just love. You know, anytime that they show um, kids just being kids, I really love that. Like, I love the boys, and I love that it's Nelson, and I think Milhouse and Bart all just, like, watching trains, and... Uh, very, very kid-like. Yeah. It's very, very... I thought that was really great, too. And it's also great, too. It's like, yeah, he's a bully, but, you know, occasionally you hang out with him. You know, that's uh, that makes sense to me. It's like, that reminds me of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. And, and Nelson has, real. like, such a funny, dignified way, like, of phrasing, like, I think, like, I wonder what it would be like if you put your train like it just it's, it's, it popped out as being like so off character in a great way it's really funny well what's great too is that the, then you cut to um 
to Krusty trying his puppet hand at uh, uh, ventriloquism. Right. And it just is hilariously goes bad. That's another thing, too. It was fun designing the bad puppet. That was and amazing. The, and then also, the, one of the things I, w- I was really... Uh, clear about actually i think i boarded a lot of the first act i can't quite remember i do remember boarding a lot of the first act myself and i had that shot where the puppet is thrown into the crowd and it's like <laughs> this distorted face and i told the layout artist to make sure that all the kids are radiating away from him this is big area and but all the action is all the energy is pointing to the puppet yeah i was in their face i was gonna ask you about the vibrating mouths of the kids screaming yeah. <laughs> that's a really nice touch <laughs> very simple that's a simple one just two yeah. drawings yeah but it just <laughs> It's so effective, just like <laughs> no, no, he's dead. <laughs> like it's, it's just such a great sequence. Uh, another thing that was very impressive that will stick with people forever is the Russian version of Avicii yes. Scratchy. Have you seen? There's all this merch out now. Oh, I have seen. Yes, yeah, I'm very, like I'm very happy about that. Oh, I have to say though, before we get to that, there was a, one of the many things that was cut out prior to that. We because we had things that were animated were cut out for time. Mm-hmm. There was this. Uh, if you watch my show, I always send I will send you this book featuring me in a variety of sexually explicit positions. <laughs> and he holds up a book that says sex, like the uh, f- Madonna yeah, book. I, feel I like think I've we had we might have had that. I don't insulated know if we had, scene. We might have had that. I don't yeah. know if that was in the 138th spectacular. Maybe may, it was. May, it may, I think it may have been. May have been I don't on that remember one. Remember it? That's so so. I that's that's so interesting. I now. remember seeing. And Krusty is in a position like this. Like we well, just took it off from you Madonna's guys had position. So much fun of Krusty. <laughs> There's something about Krusty I just really love. Like, and then he's dragged off saying, wait, uh, it wasn't me. I used a stunt butt. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like one part Jerry Lewis and like one part, I don't know, any other salty old showman. Well, he's so basically, he's partly based on people's experiences working with Johnny Carson and David Letterman. Mm. That's Wh- which of, makes all the Carson stuff so fun in yeah, this episode. Absolutely. That was a that was great, too, because, you know, Carson, uh, Al Jean and Mike Reese worked for Carson. Mm. And, and I think some of the other writers may have worked on the show as, as well. So... Yeah. yeah, that was a great that was a great thing. But Worker and Parasite. So um, I was a big fan of I was a big fan and also a big fan of being confused by a lot of Eastern European uh, animation. <laughs> and Airsats was the first uh, animated film from uh, from, uh, from Zagreb that won the Academy Award back in like 1960. One, I believe, or something like wow. that, and that was sort of what I was basing when I drew uh, Worker and Parasite. It was mm-hmm. kind of based on that loosely, without really referencing. So I wanted to just use my memory of it as opposed to like really trying to copy it. That's smart. And then just kind of random. Now back then it was much harder, but I literally animated that by using. Uh, on Xerox and I would just Xerox really? the character over and over again and moving it around <laughs> so and just moving in the s- same way and I had it in one scene and I moved it exactly the way same way in the next scene and you know yeah it's such a great joke I because I remember like I, I feel like I have this big um, this big tape this VHS of, of different Christmas movies from Canada mm-hmm. that my that's from the mm. I don't know how old it is but it's pretty old it's got some old stuff in it my dad would show it to me and it was always like such bizarre stuff that they would find that was very artistic as opposed to to, like, you know, it leaned artistic and, and inventive more than funny. And when you're a kid, like, you watch something like that, and you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> and so that punchline is just so perfect. Like, what did I just watch? I love that. <laughs> I, love, that? I know. I love a good the hell from Krusty. It also reminds me of um, the episode when Sideshow Bob shuts down all of TV and um, Krusty perseveres in his own way, single-handedly, and <laughs> trying to stay on the air. And, like, um, what is it, like... Uh, 
the gas can and there's like another character whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. is around I forget exactly what it is but it's just so funny I love his dedication to being a performer despite the fact that it seems to be actively killing him and also deep down he could not care but he also can only care exactly he just seems to it seems to annoy him and enthrall him at the same time yeah so I there's think that's a, what they, a love hate push and pull yeah and he just has to do it and he's like ah it worked and then ah, get off stage uh, I also have to say that there's um, the Ray J. Johnson stuff is something that as a kid I had no idea what was being referenced because you know I just didn't get it and I would laugh really hard and my dad is just like why are you laughing you don't get it I'm just like because it's funny your dad was bullying you I he, love that he always has been a bully I'm like what are you laughing for it's like it's funny he's like why is it funny and it's like it rhymes yeah. <laughs> as a kid that's all you need well, and also I, I, the way Krusty performs it you it's know, so just, well done he's like, you can come you can come you can it's funny for two minutes <laughs> he was yeah. so snide about it yeah I also love the statement uh, we never did a bad show <laughs> I, I laughed at that before the Ray J. Johnson stuff because it's just so preposterous <laughs> to say that about anything it's so funny well it was great too because we the other characters are not really that well uh, uh, you know uh that utilize like a uh, uh, corporal punishment and Tina Ballerina, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but I love it when they pop up. Yeah, I, I love it too. Yeah. So. Uh, so, so right after this is when we uh, get Johnny Carson, uh, mm-hmm. who's drawn so great. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can tell who it is. It's 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 flattering, but still well, very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I love it. He's got a sweet boyishness to yeah. his yeah. Old, older self, which that is was, very sweet. That came out well. I I can't. I guess I worked on that. I don't know if I did the caricature of that one i can't remember maybe i did maybe i didn't uh i it's too good i probably didn't do it uh, <laughs> it's probably nice. dale hendrickson uh but it came out great we were really trying to get some of his mannerisms like looking around yeah i, I loved sort of, like, so there was so the much head. yeah there was so much movement happening throughout the conversation which made it really funny because they're kind of talking about like practical adult stuff like oh you probably have a nest egg and yeah. things like that but while he's during every conver- conversation he has some type of tick like touching in between his nose and his lips and and all these little things that are so fun to watch yeah. in a cartoon because you don't you don't often see outside of the Simpsons you don't ever see that type of well, when he, when he nuanced came, movement when he mm-hmm. came in to uh, record he hadn't uh, he hadn't really done anything because he was off the air you know he had, and he was just seemed to be happy to sit and just sort of chat for like oh, a while great. and just sort oh, of reminisce cool. and people were <laughs> like wow that must have been the coolest day yeah that when was pretty cool a celebrity of his stature comes in to record is it like everybody come in or like a, just a slow parade of everyone being like oh I need this water um, hello oh uh, I left my uh, pen here uh, hello. Yeah, I think we were still recording in a large sort of area as opposed to yeah we're like a, I think it was a larger stage mm-hmm. a, now we have the Marge Simpson you know, stage, which is more like uh, what we're in now, uh, but uh, but uh, there was a, a larger like a like a like a stage really that mm-hmm. we record, record in. So that was that was pretty great. Yeah. That was oh, a man. good day. I also love that his doorbell is his theme song. <laughs> I like that detail. I will say that overall, the way that this episode... Little Money Goes to Alan Arkin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Alf Clausen? Al- no, no, no. Uh, no. Johnny Carson theme is... Oh. You know. Shoot. 
You know that guy. Somebody knows. <laughs> Yelling yeah. at us and, so we can hear. Good for them. Yes. Um, I'll say that just overall from like a, a writing perspective, this episode is structured in a really bizarre way. It works, but it's such a deviation from a normal Simpsons episode, which is why it's like a standout as a season finale, too, because we're not ending with the family. We're ending with this like big triumphant, you know, it's structured kind of like a very spontaneous variety special in and of itself, because each scene takes us to to a new celebrity guest in in a weird way. My favorite is the Bette Midler one. That's oh, that was, the that best was, one. That, that was so much fun. That, that, that actually was a challenge. I kind of broke down. I said, you know what? Boys and girls, we have to put a little bit of a chin on her because <laughs> it just looked freakish without a chin. Really? It really looked freakish without a little bit of a chin. So uh, Matt was okay with that. Yeah. I just said, you know, it's trying to like doing a character of Charlie Chaplin without a mustache. Right. It doesn't work. <laughs> I was going to ask you about, I was watching this episode with my coworkers and uh, one of them commented on her bust and how busty she was in this. And I defended that uh, your design and I defended her honor and it was like... Her <laughs> well, she's a very busty woman. And she's she, a busty woman. You know? Busty, and she—that yeah. was part of the act. I mean, she really right. worked it into her uh, stage show, and you know, she wasn't shy about it any more than, say, Dolly, Dolly Parton was shy about right, it. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, or Boobarella. Or Boobarella. <laughs> uh, I love that. So, um, I think before uh, Bette Midler, there's just yeah. the, that scene of um, kind of the different ways in which Krusty might try to to, to find some money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my favorite is um, is the racetrack oh, scene. That's, oh my gosh. That's some of my yeah. favorite animation. So well done. It was first laid out by uh, Ishvan Mayors, who's a terrific, terrific artist. And uh, But I, I went into it and, and just sort of really went into it and augmented it and sort of, re- sort of developed it further. Because that has some of my favorite, just very specific performance. And by the way, that's what I enjoy about Krusty. And, and you know, all the, all the voice actors, you know, are terrific. But there's something about when it's given like Dan uh, Castellaneta has a piece of crusty to work with on something like that there's so many highs lows peaks and valleys little quirks little sounds and things like that even just when he tells don't don't come over here oh boy yeah. just when he says it oh boy and it was like it was like perfect because I said oh this is perfect for him ripping up the ticket you know and yeah. it's like it's just it gives you so much to play with and so much to in- investigate it's such an interesting moment I mean it's like such a great last bit of defeat because I think up until then you know like the one right before he's auditioning for a soap opera I think yeah Mel- also, Melrose Place yeah. oh Melrose Place and he's got those great sideburns right, yes. I'll do the thinking for the both of us honk <laughs> yeah but to have him at the racetrack and then have this like doe-eyed cute horse approach no don't come over here and he just wants to be around Krusty but it's the worst which is such a great idea that was such a smart idea yeah. you know don't look at me don't come over here it's like oh, wow what are you that's doing? by the way that, that sounds like that had to have been just John, pure John Schwartzwelder writing. It's so it yeah. funny. He's so I, brilliant. I also just love that he has like a an outfit that he wears to the the horse tracks. He's got a dress, like, yeah. he's got a he's got dress, dress like, right. Yeah, he's got a dress right for the yeah, track. Come, come on. on. You, you got you to gotta put on the, 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 the right jacket so you look like a tout or something like that. But it's just so funny to have, I mean, I know that this is kind of uh, high level, but it's just funny to have a clown go to the races. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fake movie. Yeah, you. <laughs> the clown at the racetrack. Yeah, it kind of sounds yeah. kind of like Christmas Eve yeah. goes to summer camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, so then we get uh, we get that pr- 
prank phone call that's happening on on Gabo, which is know, so it's so mean. It's so great. God. It's uh, you know. So as as we all know, comedy, uh, some types of comedy age better than others. We don't get to get to. We don't make jokes that use Asian voices anymore. Mm. Uh, but Krusty always has been that he's offensive because that's who he is. It's not that The Simpsons was ever just like, isn't it yeah. funny to make that voice? Because when he does, you know, when he has like the bib that goes or the apron that rolls oh, up right. and a different one and right, right. the teeth and the miso solly bit like that. It's a commentary on comedy, and yeah. it's. I just want to make the distinction for just you know because we're in the the era of dissecting everything and seeing just like well they did this wrong like they've always known like I feel like The Simpsons has always kind of had its right. in, at least in that way it's referencing a different era and it's, right. so, it's a comment on the different era and it's a comment that really that was acceptable yeah it's interesting okay interesting. exactly yeah. and that it, works for you but I just love him saying just like I hope that didn't offend you <laughs> I really need the money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know it's it's peak low you know yeah. just seeing how much this this poor guy will do. I also love that line. I think it comes right before where he's like, "Is this a callback for that porn?" Let me tell you, like, <laughs> forget what happened in the room. I'm all man, baby. You know, basically, is what he says. My God, I mean that line. Well, maybe this isn't a kid show. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like those little lines that are kind of sprinkled in. They just like blink and you miss it. It's so fun. It's so great. I um I also loved. Um, I don't know if this guy has a name, and if he does, it. Will be in our book because we have a whole chapter about people that um, don't have names that actually do have names. But hey, Boyo, what's so funny? Yes, <laughs> that that guy, yes. that character, that voice alone—you hear that voice a lot. And, you know, it's Everyone like uh, what's, what's that... the old timer? You like oh, what? You don't the, like the, the old time hey. bikes? No, we call it. We call it Sarcastica? the that is called the wise guy. Wise guy. The wise we just guy. call it the wise guy. I think wise I've guy. actually heard that the wise yeah. guy voice. And he sometimes we've now we've pretty much settled on keeping it the same character. So the the guy with the mustache and the angry looking face, and he talks like Charles Brunson because that's the way <laughs> Hank Azaria wanted it, and good for Hank. Uh, but uh, he first showed up as um, as I, the first time I remember him. He was a um, he was uh, in uh, the way we was the episode where Homer oh, Marge yeah. beat. He drove the limousine, you know, like oh, yeah, okay, but I'm only paid to drive. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> where to, Pally? I love that. My, I think, I mean, they're all great. I love him. Um, one of my favorites is in a Millhouse Divided. I already said it, but just like, yeah, hey, you don't like the old time bikes and just kicks them from up there. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very funny show. <laughs> but then later in I forget which season, but it's a newer one, Bronson, Missouri. You guys Bronson, make the whole yeah. joke yeah. where it's we, like we, a whole city <laughs> of those guys. <laughs> this ain't over, Mom. <laughs> uh, I also love Bart's tactic of saying like, "Oh, you wouldn't like it as lowbrow." He's just like, "Hey, I'm very lowbrow. Quite lowbrow. I'm quite lowbrow. <laughs> this I gotta see. <laughs> that appeared to me. This I gotta see is seems very Schwartzwelder-y. You know, yeah. anything old timey I've picked it's up is Schwartzwelder. It's all Schwartzwelder. <laughs> he just loves that stuff and he writes it so well. Yeah, he, he really well, does. He just writes everything so well. Uh, just a reminder to the listeners that he has he has books out. You should read his books. Yep. His books are great. Um, the start, Time Machine Did It is amazing. Start with that one. It's, it's my favorite. It's, it's really great. It's so mm-hmm. good. It's really great. Um, so we we get the tactic of uh, Bart filming uh, while Gabo is saying, you know, all these little kids are SOBs. And I remember also that being like, sobs? Like, I don't get it. Like, what's right, it mean, Mom? Right. <laughs> I wonder if there was, like, debate in the room as to what is going to be offensive but not too offensive. Like, it, uh, okay for them to say in that moment. SOB is such a very specific choice. I love it. It's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. And I love that um, uh, 
uh, Kent right after is yes. just like he gets caught on it, and then his picture shows up. That that oh, kills me. Those little SOBs are gonna eat that up. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then yeah. they follow it, where it's like he gets fired in all the newspapers and stuff. Um, then we get, uh, we get Krusty, you know, who has his sign and, you know, Krusty will drop his pants for food and the kid's gasping. And I love that Bart asks, like, Krusty, are you making any money? <laughs> well, he tries to be optimistic about <laughs> yeah. it. Right. That guy's giving away the for free. We have the, <laughs> we done a, the, the old gray mayor, the, the, the old Jewish man. I don't know if he was actually called that at that point. We <sighs> hadn't really, we just yeah. kind of, we just kind of borrowed that character, you know, cause he was sort of unnamed old person at this yeah, point. Yeah, well, I love, and I don't know if you guys did this to save for production stuff or whatever, um, but when he appears on TV, the old guy with the old Grey Mare song, um, and it's like, and now the old Grey Mare dancers. It was better as a, ra- better was as a, radio, better. As a yes. radio joke. And also it was a later thing. We actually, we had a different... Uh, we had a different uh, button at the end of act uh, the the act break, was we were same kind of idea, the same sort of camera shot where he goes like, you know, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna come back, and he said, I'm gonna have it all again, and then there's a knock at the door, and Repo Man, I'm here for your nose. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And he pulls his nose off, and he said, Hey, I can smell again. I what, what the? And he opens his <laughs> pants, he pulls out a fish. Ugh. I did this back, bad bit back in '83. Ugh. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> Which I thought was very funny, but yeah. uh, you know, we changed it to the old gray Mary. Oh, I love the old gray. I mean, they're both great. The the old gray Mary joke is uh, so funny when it comes back around because it was already so funny as a one off. But the fact that you kind of see some struggle and some movement happening in between the two jokes, and he says like, "It's going to be hard, but I'm going to claw my way back on TV," mm-hmm. and then it's just so beautiful mm-hmm. too that he somehow got this job. What a funny joke. Mm-hmm. Well, well, also like uh, earlier, he's watching. You know, he's watching the Bumblebee Man. He has. That's my favorite <laughs> yeah. line. K Lastima. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal that bit. That's not the first time that we've seen Bumblebee. Man. No, 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 no. Of no, course no. not. But I think the, I don't know if he had said K Lastima before. Maybe yeah. yes. I don't know. <laughs> it just appeared that way for a second because he uh, turned on Channel Ocho. What the heck is that? We gotta know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in between those jokes, we have, um, you know, Krusty's house, which we see is a mess, uh, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, we see the pictures of Luke Perry, and Lisa's just like, you know, Luke Perry, know him. <laughs> He's in my, my house. Half brother. So I'm funny. trying to think of half brother. How did that work out? <laughs> right. We haven't really explored that since then, <laughs> but I, uh, just let it go with that. I love it. I love it. Um, it works for the episode. It works for me. It works for the show. But like, I love that later when we see Luke Perry, like, there's an urgency, like almost a desperation for Luke Perry to be included. Like, come on. Well, we had a different thing for Tina for for uh, Bette Midler, which was oh, really? she was, uh, yeah, she was the original Tina ballerina. I fired her <laughs> on the air. Good television. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and that was later on when you see Bed Midler. We actually, I think we animated say, no, I want to be, no, maybe we're just in layout. He said, I want to be Tina Ballerina forever. And he took that that away from me and they have to try to convince her. But I think we just like, ah, it's cut, cleaner if she's, cut to the yeah. chase. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love her picking up trash and it's like, what, Terminator-esque? Is that the reference that you guys are making of like her charging after yeah. the car? Yeah. Like, and then Damn you, Midler. Yeah. I'll get you. Yeah. And and that was because there was like you know there was she had she had sponsored you know you know yeah. a highway cleanup so nobody got the joke 
<laughs> no, it was real, kids. Get I, it? I got it. I, yeah, I didn't know that that was the thing that it was referencing. I thought you guys were injecting that story into the character, and I just thought it was very funny. <laughs> Either um, way, you got credit. <laughs> Either way, it's very good. I love that. I love that it's Snake too. Like I love that they incorporated yeah. like a character that we know and love. Um, but I just also love that a can would explode a car. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really funny. Well, I mean, it's scientifically I, true. Yeah, <laughs> I love any visual joke, especially in cartoons. Um, but of like a car or anything like, and you guys do this a lot on the show, flying off and just being like, boo. <laughs> like, well, exactly. I just, yeah. Well, part of it is uh, the fact that, you know, it happens in live action all the time. A car flies off and it explodes or it hits the ground and it explodes because, you know, there's five gallons of gasoline in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, okay, I guess it explodes in a fireball. I'm, I love it. Well, there's also, I forget exactly which episode this is in, but there's um, uh, fucking, what is it? Um Gosh, now I, I it's it's on the tip of my tongue. We don't um, rehearse this for boys and girls. We a just catapult. Show up here. A, oh, catapult. a catapult. Yes. Um, Homer places something on a catapult, and it like is um, it the cat or the bunny? Oh, it may be the bunny. Yeah. But it, it just like flings. Oh and, yes, of course. Yeah. And you and you don't hear with like without any fanfare, but you just hear. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's just the funniest thing in the world. It's so funny well, to me. Good old Travis has great sound effects. Yeah. Uh, speaking of cats or bunnies, we get Hugh Hefner in this next scene uh-huh. and uh, I love this too it's just kind of like the idea that the bunnies are all like very smart scientist yeah. women <laughs> which I, they might be when I was watching this I just said this to my coworkers. hmm problematic legacy <laughs> <laughs> and that was the day I became my mother <laughs> just musing in two words <laughs> yeah 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 well that, yeah, these things happen these things know. happen yeah. but I love that joke of like that they're you know smarter than they seem and you know yeah we're turning the grotto into whatever <laughs> yeah um, yeah then we get the red hot chili peppers mm. uh, their joke later is is one of my favorite it was jokes so great it was great great fun I I'm wanted, glad they came in there yeah and Flea has a really funny response like they all come in and they're just like normally saying yeah and you just have Flea going yeah like he gets so into it it's just so and he's the only one it's so well, that funny that was the thing later it says hey Mo yeah yes that's actually what I'm referencing yeah, that's what you're referencing yeah mm-hmm. and he just he just ad lived that so it was great so we added him going well, you can't see me, everybody. You can look at the yes. Yeah, I'm trying Getting to pantomime the uh, really way we did. passionate. So then we get uh, Liz Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Well, going to record Liz Taylor. I was also going to try to sketch her, and I also want meet. Wow, it's Liz Taylor. I mean, of one of the biggest stars you know ever, and especially mm-hmm. back in that time. And apparently, I mean, after after she re-recorded, she kind of walked up to me, like, with her, I mean, I remember her eyes being, like, violet color, mm-hmm. you know, and just those big violet eyes, and then, what are you doing, man? And, ooh, ooh, just doing this, and I was just like, wow, it's Liz mm-hmm. Taylor. And the writers were saying, oh, no, she noticed you beforehand. Like, really? <gasps> ooh. You, you had a why chance. Didn't, why didn't it work out? Well, I think she was married at the time and hadn't gotten rid of that husband. So, mm, you know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't ask her out on a date. I don't know if that stopped her before. No. <laughs> I should have gone for it. Oh, yeah. The thing that Next Al, time. Al Jean swears that she looked at me and said to Al Jean, where have those blue eyes been hiding all day? Oh, my God. Oh my goodness. I 
that's what he says. I did, that, this reporting. did that make you happy or frustrated that it didn't that you didn't know in the moment? It made me very happy to hear that actually after oh, the good. fact. Yeah. It was, yeah. that's, 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 that's pretty cool. It's a safe oh, zone right. of being complimentary without being like a whole thing that <laughs> you yeah, now no, need to deal it's, with. It's just fine. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, that's cool. I've got to get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bit is that we think that she's going to have a change of heart. And she never does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, her ma- her uh, agent or manager coming over and being like, "Oh, I told them to go away." Hmm, good. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, I gotta fire that agent. Yeah, but like, doesn't feel any emotion beyond that. She's just polishing her diamonds and rubies. I love it. Uh, we we also get uh, a snip of uh, Krusty's life now that he's been fired. He's been eating, uh, drinking those uh, non-diet shakes. <laughs> no. I forget yeah. what those are called, but I remember that being the biggest craze for a while. Oh, Yeah, they're, they're these diet shakes. Yeah, yeah what were they called? Uh, Slim Fast. Slim Fast, yeah. yes, yes. Man. I felt like that was, as I was watching it, I was like, man, it's just so interesting. They needed to get Krusty inside the Simpson house for whatever reason <laughs> to, you know, have the Simpsons help him. And the way they got in was like just so random. Like, he's fat now and he needs to lose the weight. Yeah, That's it was, all. It was a good. It was a good way to uh, you know to to add more drama to it. Oh my yeah. gosh! But it's it's interesting because I look at that episode. What's like? Wow, there's a lot of things packed into this episode. Yes. A lot of. Uh, peaks and valleys. Okay, we're going to do this thing. We're trying to get these stars and let's get crazy. Oh, he's overweight. Now what do we do? I know. Right. Let's have a funny montage of him losing weight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in, in that montage and then we'll go to a quick break and uh, I'll lose some weight uh, as well. Uh, but <laughs> the thing sure. <laughs> the thing that made me uh, laugh really hard was I love that you see Homer and uh, the whole family's trying to help him lose weight. I love Marge. I love Marge's hair knocking everything over. Me too. That's amazing. The way that's animated with it just she's, flowing. Yeah, she's having a great time. Oh, a great yeah, time. she loves it. And, yeah, but I, uh, I, I laughed very hard at... I'm uh, glad to hear that. I, I didn't know that worked out so well. Oh, it it's did. really Woo-hoo. funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also love uh, Homer and Krusty uh, together oh, yeah. fighting. And yeah. I, I love the idea of the impetus being what's on the TV. And, you know, Gabbo comes on and he, like, really takes out Homer. But then you get the news and it's, you know, because Maggie's trying to change it. And it's just like, pork, <laughs> pork prices <laughs> have <laughs> raised. And then you just... No! <laughs> it's such a good joke and, and so many nice little visuals of him beating up the giant, uh, you know, I don't know what you call that cut of meat, but... You know. oh, the, the, just a side of the, beef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut, it's a home. giant pork chop, but <laughs> Homer, sure. Homer biting it. It's yeah, so it was great. sort of like the reference to Rocky, but it was great in that in that segment. We really kind of got the Simpsons back into the show. Yeah, they were like kind of absent, and we even got Maggie into the act. So that was very <laughs> deliberate. Let's get every character in involved in this. Mm-hmm. You know. And now that we have the family in the show, let's take a quick break. All right, we are back. I I Ooh, never looked better. That was a nice better. break. Uh, yeah. We ran around the block. <laughs> oh, <laughs> feels some so much better. Some one high ayahs, two high ayahs. So uh, there's a lot to cover in this episode. So we we have um, we don't have time to go through all of them, but there are so many that we have to go through. I love yeah. Mel at the Gulp and Blow, which is one of our sponsors. One of our sponsors. Very We're good. So I think I can't recall, but I think the voice of the squeaky teen was in before. This might have been his first time. We were sort of zeroing on his, his a appearance. Big moment. Yeah, we were sort of... <laughs> Drops the turquoise. Yeah, I'll get it. <laughs> but I think we started zeroing on what he looked like. I can't recall, uh, but it's, it's certainly Fan one of the earlier... favorite. Yeah, because he's yeah. had different kind of... There have been different 
different iterations of him before where his hair's a little different and right. you know but yeah I love this and I love the line of just like oh it's just gonna come out of my salary if I had a girlfriend she'd <laughs> kill me yeah. Yeah. I also like the character of Mr. Johansson yeah, yeah. me too this is this clown bothering you so perfect so um, I wonder if he's related to Scarlet oh Mm. Uh, so I, I love the fantasies of uh, Luke Perry going through. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, or the, the carousel. Uh, yes. Yeah, he does the, By the, um, way, the, the balloon animal. Yeah, the, the face, his smashed face. That was a, oh, yeah. a sort of like... This is, People magazine. That was, that was a, a drawing that I was uh, asked to do. The, I love that. Faces. Oh, fun. It, was, it was fun. It's kind of very Mad Magazine-y type of thing. Hey, of, uh, hey. Yeah. Hey, I work there. Oh, yeah. fantastic. You do, yes. Yeah, Allie's no, an editor at I know. Oh. I've con- we congratulations oh. on that. It's oh, but wild. Th- but it's kind of a, it was sort of Basil Wolverton type influence on that mm-hmm. one. But I, Don Martin, you know, that sort of stuff. I love it. It's so good. And then we get one of the funniest things with the Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, of of the idea of, of censoring them. Uh, so the line, of course, is, uh, well, we should just play the clip. Now, boys, uh, the network has a problem with some of your lyrics. Would you mind changing them for the show? Forget you, clown. Hey, our lyrics are like our children, man. No way. Well, okay. But here will you say, what I got, you gotta get and put it in you. How about just, what I'd like is I'd like to hug and kiss you. Wow. That's much better. Everyone can enjoy that. I love it. It's so funny. It's our, a great turn on it. You're like, oh, that was a great idea. I know, but I love it. Our lyrics are like our children. <laughs> Actually, it's wow, so that's good. so much better. <laughs> and they're drawn really well too. Like everyone looks, yeah, every all the celebrities in this episode. Everyone it was looks very like good caricatures. Yeah, they they came out well, and we were very careful. We really, I was t- telling the layout artist. I really we sat down. We looked at the scene from from uh, the doors, the uh, doors movie, and mm-hmm. uh, trying to get the the angle of the shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to really follow that, so uh, so now we get we do uh, our homework. You I guys really do. the The end of this, I feel like, is so iconic. The actual crusty show is just so beautiful. I'll always remember what that set looks like and mm-hmm. and the way it's drawn. And oh, that was a fun scene. The 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 the, the send in the, the send in the clowns because that I was, was going to ask you. All okay, of his expressions so, are that so great. Was uh, uh, Brad Bird said you got to let me do this? Said I'd be delighted to let you do this. So it was a combination of Brad's work and then I w- did work on top of it a, a little bit uh, on some things. What a um, team! Yeah, mm-hmm. it was, but it was mostly Brad's uh, animation. And what was interesting about it, and this was kind of difficult back then, because you know we're shooting it all in camera, so we had to have two. We had to have there was three different angles that crossfaded that had a very long crossfade because I wanted to have that long crossfade that two cameras are shooting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the animation had to be exactly the same down to the eye blinks, and I wanted wow. to really make that sh- sure that was like really actually what was interesting too is I. Had happened to be in Seoul, Korea at the, about the time because I was I usually would take a, at the t- that time I would take a, as supervising director I would take a trip every maybe other year mm-hmm. to talk with the animators over there and give them sort of tips and things like that and just you know show up but I happened to be there when they were like cleaning that up and I said oh no 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 and I started I went through some of the cleanups and sort of went over them and said could you correct this and correct that and so on that's so lucky so yeah it was very lucky and it was a very important scene and to me in, in the sh- the 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 uh the the episode to me it's a key shot yeah, and I like that I love one of that down shot with a three point perspective on the crusty lettering and the and mm-hmm. I love the way I always wanted it to be uh, done that way where it's just completely solid black and in shadow you know yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is I like to try to do these things 
I, I like the spotlight without this sort of artificial cone around it. Because mm. when you look at spotlights, you really just see the spot and the character being lit. But you rarely see this artificial cone, which is right. sort of a cartoon trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was go- striving for for that uh, sort of look on it. And, of course, I love Sideshow Mel coming in there and saying, <laughs> I love you, Crossy. Quiet. <laughs> yeah. And it's a very sort of, see, I'm very big on this sort of the minimal movement. Just like, yeah. just, just focus in on just the change on the face and expression <laughs> the eyes very Chuck Jonesian you know yeah. yeah I mean there's so many like peaks and valleys of like in different levels of his expressions in that scene it's uh, not unlike the Homer's triple bypass with mm-hmm. all of the different expressions right. like I feel like you're sort of going through the whole reel of Krusty's expressions in that song no, it was a great great thing I mean as I say Brad did really a great job on that and the only thing you both I, did I, well thank you well the only thing I really add is what he says said in the Clowns! Before he starts crying, I had that sort of that sort of yeah. distorted, like biting his uh, lower lip expression. Well, it's so fame. it's so true to his character, so it makes so much sense. I know. It yeah. reminded me of when he meets his dad. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh my papa! <laughs> I um I you know so in between this we get the whole Luke Perry thing and 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 just the cartoonish fun of of all the different things that go wrong there. And you, I think so it's good. it's it's probably well known. I think we had it on the commentary that the. Uh, the uh, the uh, pillow uh, factory building that uh, that gets destroyed was actually the old Klasky Chupo building. Oh my gosh! Oh. At the corner of uh, a Fountain and uh, Highland. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah, which is now some sort of thing called hair. I don't know. It's very. Huh. It's, oh, it I know good. what you're talking about. Yeah, the the Klasky, the what was a Klasky Chupo building was completely remodeled on the outside yeah. so it looks nothing like that so now that's also lost to history oh, yeah. but it's it's alive forever in there every people that don't know Klasky Chupo before film Roman was the animation house right for yeah. the first uh, for the Tracy Ullman days and for the first three seasons mm-hmm. yeah. and also famously the animation house for Rugrats mm-hmm. and um, All Real Monsters and and I think they're still doing stuff but they, I, there not is, as prominent as the there, 90s there is still a building not that one but the one next to it next to the little red schoolhouse yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. For those of you in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for 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 all of you, whether you're in Hollywood or not, we have uh, this moment that I love so much, which is just um, dancing in their underwear, soda grating, and we get that amazing costume I of Krusty. <laughs> I need a bigger lolly. <laughs> I remember working that at the time. Uh, he's now very one of our really good directors, uh, Lance Kramer. He, but he was doing the layer, layout of that, and we would say that to each other all the time. <laughs> Give me a bigger lolly. <laughs> It was kind of every now and then a phrase would just sort I of hang it. out. It gets the into the verbal tick of yeah. everybody. I also That's love that you it, know. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I also love that it's called the little stinker sketch. I just thought that was a very little funny. stinker sketch. Uh, and then we get some very impressive um, uh, movement from Johnny Carson, oh, yes. <laughs> who's, uh, yes. yeah. who's carrying a 1987 Buick Skylark, which is a car that my boyfriend, my ex boyfriend, had. It was very funny to see it. Uh, you did a, it looked just like it. It was very. No, impressive. we got the re- we got the reference down. Yeah, well, Hi-yo. You know. <laughs> Oh man, I I mean I love. So around this time too, we also get like the callback to Elizabeth Taylor watching on her TV at home. The sound, mm-hmm. I love that they like that moment really lives like her looking into her diamond and her eye. Like I, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like it's just like we really take some time there. Well, I'm glad to hear. I that. know because I look at that saying, oh man, should we have done that better? I don't know. 
Let's move on to the next shot. No, I love it. No, it's really beautiful. That's good to know. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so when, uh, you know, so Bette Midler, she has the her great, moments. Yes, it was from, oh, from the Tonight Show. We course. just uh, sort of use that as a, as a reference point, and that was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, again, fun animation, fun posing with the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, yeah, it, it it was all a it was all a great opportunity to do some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that they embrace and cry. Yeah, into each other's it, arms. It's, it's so very sweet. sweet. And then uh, I just love it ending on a big party. Um, yeah, and uh, we get uh, them all at Moe's and and everybody's together. And uh, I I love that uh, Johnny Carson saying something along the lines just like, "Well, I hope this time you you do a better job saving your money." And then your ruby, your ruby crusted red nose, <laughs> crusty, and his ah. big sigh is so funny. Yeah. Like, he, like he can't help himself but spend the money. There's also a really cute moment where they're talking about like the Red Hot Chili Peppers in their underwear and. Uh, we see is it Wiggum and who else is in their underwear Hibbert Hibbert, Hibbert. yeah and Wiggum's got an was interesting another... pair of undies on <laughs> I think Lance may have done that one too we were always saying don't snap my undies yeah <laughs> I love that uh, Wiggum is Get with my the favorite side character <laughs> I just I always say when he's invited to the party I'm listening I'm so happy yep. he's the Wig- best Wiggum always has something interesting to say yeah and Wiggum and Lou are a great double act uh, mm-hmm. truly voiced mm-hmm. by one person um, the the line that really got me as an adult that I probably didn't get as a kid is when Krusty's kind of thanking the kids for helping. Uh, just Lisa's saying, it's like, we're getting 50% of the t-shirt deals. What? That's the sweetest plum. Why, that's, you little. That's the sweetest plum. Another Swordsweldy thing. Yep. God yep. damn that guy. Yep, that would be, that would be his uh, vernacular, absolutely. That's the sweetest plum. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and, uh, of course, just it ends, it ends with, uh, you know, Bart's saying just like to the greatest entertain you know the greatest entertainer entertainer in the world except for maybe that guy and just uh, that ending the last minute thing yeah it, it was kind of towards the we kind of had redone the original ending which I think there was everybody just uh uh taking a group picture but they all Bart said something they're all like crouching down they you see everybody's butt and I was that's not so good <laughs> so we we had this much better ending and yeah it was like at the end we said like, you should be playing the Simpson theme yeah uh, which was really great yeah. so just using that basically using a click for that and just having the accordion just bump 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 the, in rhythm to that also you get grandpa which is great <laughs> is this the boss of the, the Civic show. Center yeah uh, so obviously there's so much more that we want to ask you but we're running out of time so we'll just have to have you back if you're willing I'd be delighted to come back. That would be wonderful. We talk uh, about another show, talk about yeah, anything you like. Anything? Oh, my goodness. Uh, but How did you my taxes? <laughs> I could talk about that. Okay, great. Not very well. <laughs> All right. Because I don't know anything about it. I'll but, take uh, what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this has been such a delight. Do you have any closing thoughts on this episode and your experience or just anything that we could, uh, could wrap up with? Yes, it was a great episode to work on. I had a great deal of fun. And it was very uh, nice of them to sort of direct it, and to, they wanted me to direct it. I think in that season, uh, I directed two episodes. I believe they did the bypass up. Ep- did I do the bypass episode that season? I can't remember, boys and girls. But uh, 
<laughs> but uh, it became actually impossible to do more than one episode a season uh, mm. after a while. It was very, it was just too much uh, work to do. I think that was the case. I think there was, because later on I had to, I was working on uh, Burns Air as my second episode to do. And uh, it was actually our uh, head of Gracie Films, Richard Zakai. I had dinner with him, and the next day he called me and said, David, I think you're going crazy. I think I'll take you off that episode. <laughs> I said, oh. Uh, yeah, okay, that's probably a good idea. Oh, no! <laughs> I just thought I was, I must have looked overworked somehow. Yeah. But in any event, it was, I was a great, uh, great deal of fun to work on, uh, and uh, I'm glad it came out as well as it did. Yeah, anytime that you direct an episode, there's just so much uh, depth to the animation and the movements and the sets and the character design, and it, it always shows and it makes The Simpsons what it is. So we're so happy that we could talk to you today. Very kind of you to say. Thank you. And uh, do you have anything? that you want to plug? Can you tell people where to see your band? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when Please this, with that. When do we air? When this this air? will be coming out today. Very um, soon. Na- <laughs> we have to have the robot voice cover up when it actually comes out. Uh, it'll be we'll out next week. We'll just do the Mr. Black. <laughs> well, in any event, uh, well, 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 my band, Vaught of the Villains, is playing at the Morocco... Moroccan Lounge uh, on uh, November 22nd, which is the Wednesday just before Thanksgiving. So that, if you want something to do the night before Thanksgiving, please come to the Moroccan Lounge to see Vaughn of the Villains, a uh, basically like a 15-piece uh, New Orleans uh, jazz uh, burlesque show, three yeah. dancers. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen us, you won't believe it. It's an amazing show. You yeah. guys were so great in The Simpsons Take the Bowl. That, that was, like, was a fun time. Such a fun show. Allie and I both cried oh, twice. Yeah. <laughs> One of the few times I could bring out the flaming tuba. No flaming tuba at the Moroccan Lounge. Boo. It would be it would be a bad. <laughs> it would be a bad idea. It would be the last show at the Moroccan Lounge yeah, for anyone. Uh, it be worth it. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much. And then Julia, where can people find you? Ah, thanks so much for asking. Uh, you can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you so much for asking. You can find me at <laughs> Allie Gertz on all the things. You can find us at Simpsons Pod and Patreon. Slash, no, Simpsons Pod, <laughs> I believe, is the Patreon. I was going to pull up. We have um, new supporters, and you will get a shout out next time. But we love all our supporters of Patreon. Um, go on there if you want to hear uh, bonus episodes of Ooh. Allie and I. Um, you know, sometimes testing out a new pilot podcast for a concept doesn't <laughs> quite fit in with The Simpsons. Um, sometimes just shooting the shit about The Simpsons. Um, you never know what you're going to get, but it's always a good time. So continue to support us there. Um, David was laughing, so he supported supports it. Yay. I support it so much. Oh, good. Because he says to go, you should go. Yes. You, you definitely you definitely should go. <laughs> and you can find me at, uh, I don't know, some bar somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. Beautiful. And I'll see you next time. See you later. Bye. Smile you later. Bye. Bye.